It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. I'm Adam Ritz, and it's the Adam Ritz Show, and we're at the University of Indiana in front of this live studio audience. All right, there we go. It's time to award the caught in the act. Uh, You've been uh, nominated, and uh, we're going to pick one of the student-athletes here today that has been honored for their character off the court, off the field, and uh, award them with the caught in the act award. And uh, this is an easy one because we're just going to go with the monthly student athlete of the month, and this week's or month's winner is Reagan Pittard. Yeah? Okay, come on down, Reagan. I'll meet you halfway. Reagan Pittard, how are you? I'm good. And golf? Yes. How, first of all, your sport, how's it going? It's going well. We just won the past two, so it's going really well. How many matches are in a season? Um, well, I think we have five, six this season, and then there's a little bit more than uh, the spring season. And what do you shoot? Uh, in the, usually in the 70s. I haven't been playing that well this time, but usually in the 70s. I'm jealous. Okay, what's the longest putt you've made in your life? Oh, I don't know. That's a trick question. Uh, I don't know, 30, 40, 40-footer? Wow, okay. That's, I, I feel so in it. I, I love golf. I shoot like 95. I suck, apparently. I, okay. Uh, and off the, off the links, uh, you've been awarded this month as Student Athlete of the Month. I don't even know why, but I know that's what you won. Why did you win that award? Well, I think it's based off uh, last year, and I won conference last year, and we went on to regionals and nationals, and I was with that group, so I think that's why I'm a student of the athlete student of the month. Okay, and then as far as uh, leadership goes, um, maybe even you know outside of sports in a classroom or in your community, uh, how do you get involved with the community? Maybe community service. Um, yes, the whole team will go to like Riley Hospital and work with the kids there, and then there's a couple other projects we do usually throughout uh, the season. All right, that's Reagan. Let's have a round of applause. Thank you so much. You can catch up with the Adam Ritz Show online. Podcasts of recent shows, including this one, can be found at adamritzshow.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook slash Adam Ritz Show, or follow at Adam Ritz on Twitter. We are joined now by Jeff Saturday, uh, an all-pro, uh, an NFL Super Bowl champion, now retired. How's retirement going? I'm loving it. Spending a lot of time at, uh, at home and with the kids and my wife and taking some trips and, and uh, fishing and hunting and just doing things that I've, you know, hadn't had the opportunity to do nearly as much as I'd wanted to while I was playing. Is the retirement, is, it, is there a deep breath? Is there a... You know, that was a long time in the NFL, yeah. a lot of meetings, a lot of practice, a lot of commitments. And now if you want, you can you can sleep till noon if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish. I'm a bit, you know, <laughs> the, the, the kids get me up much earlier than that. That 615 wake up hasn't changed. But um, yeah, I, I think I think just the pace of life has slowed down tremendously. And so um, and that was something I was looking forward to just being able to have a true off season and slow it way down. Uh, my wife and I have been able to take some cool vacations together and and uh, we're looking forward to a great summer but yeah just taking that time um, I haven't you know jumped into a job quite yet so just kind of preparing for the future but 
uh, like you said, really trying to slow it down for now. Well, you mentioned jumping into a job. Uh, you've got plenty of years left, so it's not like uh, a normal person retiring at age 65 or 70. You're retired. You've got more than half your life left. You need a job. Yeah. Um, my, my issue, though, is my schedule. I don't want to work on weekends right now, so I'm going to do stuff during the week. I'm really kind of wading in gently and, and going to check both, both of those worlds out, but I'm excited about the TV. I think it'll be a fun, uh, a fun gig. I went to ESPN uh, a few weeks after the Pro Bowl, and I did a two-day, uh, they call it the car wash. And so you go and literally you start at whatever time in the morning and do every show. You know, any show they could put you on, they put you on. So I did a Sports Center and an NFL Live, then an NFL 32, and came back the next day and kind of did it again. Um, and so, you know, they try to show you, hey, look, this is what the world is going to look like. You know, when you show up to work, here's what you got to be prepared for. And it was different. You know, I had done stuff at NFL Network, but ESPN being on the East Coast, everything happens real time because that's where the that's where the NFL office is, right in New York. So everything is is uh, much faster. You know, when they when it, when news hits, you have to be ready and and be able to put an articulate thought together to put it. And so I enjoyed that. I, mean, I feel like the pace was was fast. So um, I'm looking forward to uh, to keep going on that area. Jeff Saturday is our guest. Last we spoke, you. Didn't really dive into the world of social media yet. No Facebook page, no Twitter. Right. But if you're looking at being a national TV news personality, you're going to have to get into that world. <laughs> That's what everybody keeps telling me. I still don't have anything. But I was like, what's your Twitter? What's your – I'm like, man, I don't have, any, I don't have anything. I, be, I barely follow email. So I'm struggling <laughs> in that area. I, I, I can text really well, though. So it's uh, – we'll see how it all shakes out. Like you said, everybody wants to know your opinion on things. So I'm sure I'll have to uh, make some adjustments, uh, you know, as I move forward. It'll be easy for you because you just now you're you use your social platforms professionally. Here's my thoughts from Jeff Saturday on football and right. NFL network. And you're not going to tweet family photos or right, or right, your, right. your your uh, religious or political views. Yeah. Where a lot of people get in trouble with Twitter and Facebook and social media. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be it'll be uh, strictly professional. If I have to do it, if they make me do it, it will be 100 percent professional. You guarantee that. <laughs> Jeff Saturday is our guest. We welcome you to the show and the broadcast with your retirement and your time that you have now to, I guess, devote to broadcast radio and television. Uh, we're thankful that you're going to be part of our show uh, moving forward, the Adam Rich Show. And uh, we'll talk about certain issues, social awareness issues. You're involved with a lot of charities and foundations. Uh, I got to talk about your fitness yeah. Because since your retirement, you've lost about 750 pounds. <laughs> exactly. I was 1,000 pounds before I started. <laughs> now, I ha I've lost uh, about 40 so far, so That's... I'm on the way to go down. Congratulations. I, you're not doing it for any pats on the back, but uh, it's a big deal. Because yeah. in, this, in this society, in America, obesity and child obesity, a lot of health issues and social issues surrounded with fitness, you've tackled it no pun intended, um, post-football in a world where for an offensive lineman, if you went the other way 40 pounds, That's you're right. really in trouble. No, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, it's one of those things I had talked to my kids about for years. And, and they would ask me, well, Dad, you know, you're big, you know, and I would tell them, listen, I'm big because of my job. This is not healthy to be this big for this long. But even being that, um, I was still a healthy big. Yeah, you know, I was still training all the time. My diet was managed, all those things. Um, but it, it really came down to my household. You know, I said, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you guys what I should look like, what my body, what your body as you get older should look like. Take care of yourself. Manage these things. And, and to be honest, my body, 40 pounds lighter, and I'm hoping to go another 30, 
feels incredible. And, and, and you know, I, my joints feel good. My body feels good. And it's amazing that just that amount of weight, how much, how much better my energy level is, all the things that come with that. Um, so I'm excited for the future. I don't know how far I'm going to go, but I'm just going to go till I get where I'm really comfortable. I challenge you to get to the point where X amount of years post football out of your retirement, when you meet somebody and they learned you played in the NFL, I want them to say, oh, what were you, a wide receiver? Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so last night, it's crazy you said this. So last night I was at an event. It was a lot of NFL alumni guys were there. And so I'm there and a guy walked up to me. Now, he didn't play as long as that. He, he played four or five years. Um, but he was 315 pounds when he played in the league. And I didn't know he was a player. Okay. I said, oh, so, you know, I thought he was just an indie guy. He said, no, no, I played. And he told me his teams. He said, I was 315. And this guy looked fantastic. I bet he was 215 pounds. He was with his wife. And his wife was telling me about their experience and change, you know, having to change clothes and different wardrobes, all those kinds of things. But the guy looked, and I told him, I said, you're my hero. This is what I'm trying to do. When people see me, they would never know that I was in the NFL. Fitness is now uh, even more so at the forefront for the Jeff Saturday family. Okay. Jeff Saturday is our guest, uh, making another appearance on the on the Adam Rich Show to talk about social awareness and social issues, uh, philanthropies, charities. Yeah. You're so involved. One thing I've noticed about you is you, you never had a Jeff Saturday foundation. You've right. devoted a lot of your time to hundreds of other foundations. Right. Yeah. You know, my wife and I, when we got here, um, we didn't want to reinvent the wheel, you know, and I didn't want something that, that couldn't sustain itself when I was done. And so I knew I had a great platform. I wanted to get involved with things that were already established and they were already moving forward. They were already doing the things that my wife and I believed in. And we just wanted to be a part of it for the time that we could. And anytime um, you're in a community where they are literally paying my salary, I felt like it was our duty and obligation as citizens of this area to go do it. And so um, for every person who owns a foundation and starts one, I'm proud of them. But for my wife and I, that was not our right direction. Our direction was to get involved with things that were already started. We didn't have to do the legwork. We didn't have to reinvent the wheel. We were going to move in areas and channels that were already established for us. What was your last effort with a foundation or charity event? We just had uh, um, the, the Survivor's Parade at the Race for the Cure. And, um, you know, it's just an amazing thing. You see all these women and men with breast cancer and they literally are walking out and, and they hold up posters at the years of survival they're at. And my wife and I lead that, um, that, that survivor parade. And I tell people I've gotten more, um, from that, just seeing how brave people are, you know, how many women and men come, no hair look, you know, like they their body has taken a beating, which it has with the chemos or radiations, all the treatments they're getting. And for them to show up and walk through this tunnel of balloons, and then they make the shape of the ribbon and, you know, pictures are being taken, music's being played. I mean, it is, a, it is a great event and you see these people and you see lives and then you see the families of everybody wrapped around this ribbon and, and people are ball. I mean, it's just, a, it's a very emotional yeah. thing. And my wife and I have been very involved with breast cancer and breast cancer issues here in Indy. So we have families that we know personally. Um, but that was the last one and one that really meant a great deal. And, and uh, it was exciting to be a part of it again. Well, it's inspirational to have uh, stories about not only charities, but individuals getting involved with charities. And one of the things we like to point out on this show is that if you don't have the funds or the money to give to a charity, that doesn't mean you can't get involved. Yeah. Join a walk, get involved, talk about it on your Facebook and Twitter. Right. That's awareness that gets spread. Like, Go on Facebook and like 
um, a foundation's page so that now all your friends get to see that you're supporting this foundation. Yeah, no, exactly. The the reality is, is the more people who know about what you're impassioned with, they'll get behind it. I mean, people, it's a chain reaction. Anytime people see people um, passionate about a certain thing, they'll just want to go along and they may not have money, but they have time and they have, they may have a set of skills that could be attributed to that particular charity. And when you see people and then you see them united like they do when they get behind charities, um, it, 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 you know, it's exciting. You, re- you really feel a part of something much bigger than yourself. And, and I, I, mean, I believe it brings peace to your soul and it does a lot for my, my wife and I and our family. But, um, yeah, like you said, being a part of all those chain reactions are really important. Jeff Saturday is our guest. Um, I'm going to guess 18 years in the NFL. No, no, no. I wish 14, 14, 14, 14. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're you're a young pup. Yeah. 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 About, about 11 past the normal average, I think, or something, but yeah, 14, uh, and, and, uh, had a great ride doing it. And you spend your last season with the Green Bay Packers. And I want to focus real quick on, uh, sort of a slogan that I love is faith, family, football. And you can see on Twitter and Facebook, a lot of football players, even in high school, college, division three, division one, it doesn't matter. A lot of football players have that slogan really with their bio, faith, family, football. You're heavily involved with, with your church, with faith, obviously with your, your huge family, man. How tough was all that, that last year being away from your family when you were in Green Bay? Yeah, well, well, here's what we did. So when I first signed, my family stayed here to finish out the school year, um, but we were committed. They, they came with me when the season started, and, uh, you know, I told them, I said, I wasn't going to keep playing if they weren't going to go. And so we had a conversation as a family. We knew we were going to do it for one year, and uh, we felt like it would be a cool experience to go to Green Bay, which is a football mecca, you know, for anybody who's a big NFL fan playing Lambeau, all those things, get to play with Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of really great players and good men up there as well. And um, so the family came. So we only had a couple months where I was going back and forth. I'd come home on weekends. Um, But it really is, the honest to God truth is your priorities. You have to make your wife and your kids the priority and understand that this is such a short period of time that you have this platform that people think you're a star or whatever that stuff that goes with it. And, and uh, not to let that thing become who you are. That's not who you are as a person. And as quickly as it comes, it will quickly fall off. And I've, I've known a bunch of guys who have left the game. And uh, so I never let that become who I was as a person. If you were, well, you don't have to be blindfolded because you're facing the other way. When you're down in your two-point stance, you grab the ball, you're getting ready to hike it. Could you tell the difference if it was Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers? Could oh, you yeah. tell? No, yeah, absolutely. Really? I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, not, not voice recognition or just no, if no. you're not, yeah, you really yeah. can? For sure. Yeah. Your butt, is that sensitive? It's so sensitive. It's such a great <laughs> butt. No, you, just the way guys uh, take a snap and, and their approach, all those things, completely different. You know, it's a, uh, yeah, I could, I could easily tell for sure. You can read Braille <laughs> with your butt, That's I guess. right. That's, That's right. I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sensitive about man. Well, well, speaking of, um, you know, the hiking uh, between whether it's a green jersey, a white jersey, uh, we got to talk about that last hike of your career in the Pro yeah. Bowl. I don't even know if it was legal, but I'll tell you this. It was one of the most awesome things I've seen as a football fan, seeing a guy from a different division in a different color jersey hike the ball in a game yeah. to a guy on a different team. No, it, it was absolutely incredible. You know, we had, he and I had talked about it around the pool the, the, the week leading up, and, and uh, he set it all up. And he said, look, man, well, you know, let's finish this thing out the right way. And um, when we talked about it, I hadn't even told him, you know, I hadn't told the media I was going to retire yet. He, he had, we had talked about it, but... Um, 
um, you know, he said, look, I'm going to set it up and get the TV thing set up right. And uh, we went out there, man. And I tell you, I didn't expect, I, I got a lot more emotional than I expected. And uh, I had to leave, you know, I wanted to get off the field because I knew I'd get choked up. And, but it just meant a lot. I mean, you know, obviously he was my quarterback for so many years. We have a great relationship, but um, for him to do that, for a center to go out like that, it's unheard of. And so uh, my career, I've been extremely blessed. And to finish it that way, uh, you couldn't top it off any better. When you say he set it up, Peyton Manning set that up. Did, yeah. he, did he have to like ask the referees? Hey, is this legal? Can you we know, do this? I, I don't think Peyton asked many people. Many, <laughs> I think he pretty much tells people, hey, this is what we're going to do. Hey, ref, yeah. here's how it's hey, going ref, down. Back up. This is what we're going to do. No, but he got it set up. He, he, he told the TV. I mean, he did every, listen, this is what we're going to do. You know, get it right. Get it at the right time. So he had it all, all scripted so that uh, it would be seamless. You know, he didn't want any issues. And so, um, you know, he, he is that guy, though. When, you know, he, he goes the extra mile to help people out and has always been been uh, extremely generous to me but to do that uh knowing that i was uh hanging him up it meant a lot to me jeff saturday joining us uh, an nfl great now retired uh started your rookie season three or four decades ago <laughs> with the indianapolis colts and we did get some advice from you a few years back while you were still playing uh, about your rookie year now that it's over with and you're looking back uh, think back to your rookie year, if you can remember that, old man. Yeah. Um, what advice would you have now that it's over with as a retired player for the rookies coming into the league? Uh, be a pro. You know, Und understand that this is a job. You know, it's, it's not college anymore. Um, this is how you make your living. And everybody around you, coaches, front office, uh, everybody around you, this is how they make their living as well. And so be a professional. Show up on time. Um, you know, cross your T's, dot your I's, be in your playbook. You know, understand that your talent only takes you so far. I mean, there were a lot of guys who were probably more talented than me that came in, but I was willing to put the work in. And you have to be willing to put the work in. You have to be willing to put extra hours, film work, whatever else you need to do to be the player that the team needs you to be. And so I tell guys all the time, if there's anything you need to be is be a professional. Show up like it would be any other job and be ready to work. It's one of the weirdest jobs in the sense that you don't have any idea when it's going to be over. You That's know, right. normal corporate America, you start working, you know you got 40 years left. NFL, you start working, you may have three weeks left That's or right. 14 years. That's so right. how do, does that, did you ever think about that as you were moving along through each season? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, you're always one play away. It's such a cliche, but it's, it's reality. I mean, I've seen more guys, uh, you know, through my career, there've been great players that you get nicked, you get hurt and they just never come back the same. And so you have to understand that everything you're doing, eventually this game is going to get the best of you. Nobody, nobody, you know, finishes it out, um, you know, ripping and roaring. You usually guys, their bodies start taking a toll. Um, things start mounting up on you injury wise. So you need to limit, you need to focus on your body make sure your body stays fresh and healthy do the extra work in the training room do all those things to keep your body it, 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 this is what you make your money with you know and I tell people all the time you can study you can do that but you have to protect your body you can't overwork your body otherwise you're going to break down the other way you know overuse as well so finding that good balance being with your strength coach um, all those things I think are contributing factors to why my longevity was where it was could you see as you move forward through your career how you uh, you move out of your rookie year and you're still a new player, your second, third year. W at what point do you become a seasoned veteran? Well, I would say 
on the field experience goes a long way to saying that. You know, guy, I, I was fortunate. I had a chance to start a couple of games my rookie year. Guy had uh, an emergency appendectomy. So he goes in and gets uh, surgery, and I end up starting a couple of games um, at left guard. Very few guys get the opportunity. But when you once you start playing, about, about your 25th, you know, somewhere in that range game that you've started and played, you really begin – a game begins to slow down for you. You know, you really begin to see the game for what it is. And I tell people all the time, as I got older, you know, my athleticism was going this way, but my football acumen was going this way. So I saw things that better athletes could have easily gotten, but they didn't know mentally where it was going to be. So just studying the game, studying what defenses look like, what, um, you know, what tips they have on the defense, all those things played a large role in you being able to stay out there physically, even though, you know, you might not be the man anymore. And so um, working on those things, working on those, those, uh, those gifts younger in your career really pay dividends in, in the long run. How many touchdowns did you score? <laughs> one. One touchdown. But, but a really good one. It, the AFC Championship game against the Patriots. That's right. To win before we go win the Super Bowl. So it don't get better than that. So, that, that, was a, that was a great uh, a great moment and one I wouldn't want to try to get some cheap one in the season. That was, that was what it was all about. Okay, so it wasn't scripted. There was a fumble on the one-yard line. Yeah. Rolls in the end zone. You pop on. Yeah, Dominic Rhodes is going in on a goal line, and a linebacker came free, put his helmet right on the ball. And uh, me and Will Fork are on the ground, and the ball literally pops right there. And and uh, it just so happened. I, I mean, you know, how, how good is luck, right? It's right there, and I fall on the ball, and it was uh, absolute pandemonium. I mean, man, I was up. I thought I was going to have, like, this great dance scripted in my head, <laughs> but I just did a lot of jumping up and down, slapping people on the head, and spiked it. So that, that, was, that was all I got. <laughs> that is a great story, Jeff. Saturday, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show. We look forward to bringing you back to talk about more of these social awareness issues. We wish you the best of luck, not only with your retirement, uh, you know, I, it's not retirement because no. you're starting the next career with That's your right. TV career and your broadcast career. We look forward to your insights with these social awareness issues as we move forward with Jeff Saturday. Thank you. Appreciate that. I'm having a good one, buddy. Get socially technical with the Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social technically. The Adam Ritz Show is uh, on location in Fort Myers, Florida. We'd like to thank our affiliate 99.3 ESPN Radio in Southwest Florida out of Fort Myers for carrying the Adam Ritz Show and we now uh, welcome our Fort Myers guest Tom Murphy is with us. Hi Tom, how are you? Hi Adam, nice to see you on this beautiful day today. It is a beautiful day. It is uh, turkey trot morning and you are with the Fort Myers Track Club putting on this great event to benefit charity as well. We'll get to that in a second. Tell us about uh, what you do with the Fort Myers Track Club. I am past president uh, several years past. I specifically do the timing for the events and race director at three or four events for the club. Okay, so uh, Turkey Trot, is this a kind of event that the, the day after Thanksgiving you start planning for the very next turkey trot? Is this does it take that much planning? I gotta believe it does because this is just this this is a, a great family tradition. It's a great way to start the day. There's tons of people out here for this event. It's it's beautiful weather. It's Southwest Florida and it benefits charity. How much planning goes into this? Yeah, well. Uh me and my uh, other Fort Myers Track Club board members, we'll have breakfast this morning and we'll sit around the breakfast table and banter back and forth of what worked, what didn't work, what we need to improve. You know, this year the, the race numbers totally exceeded what we had expected, so there's definitely some improvement we need to do there in planning for, for even more people next year. And this is the... Th- uh- 
35th annual turkey yeah. trot. So if, if, if this is a great populace, I mean, a lot of people are here. 35 years ago, was it just you? <laughs> 35 <laughs> years ago, I wasn't here. I, <laughs> I wasn't down here. But 35 years ago, right, it was very small. Totally, you know, Cape Coral, where we're at, is very, it was very small. Not, not a lot of people here then. Okay, so uh, the charity that this benefits, uh, this is uh, in conjunction with the Cape Coral Hospital. I'm going to guess it's for the Wellness Center, or, or who's benefiting from this? Well, no, it, it, Cape Coral Hospital is part of the Lee Memorial Health System, and we just completed a $100,000 pledge to the Cape Coral Hospital for the pediatric emergency room, and now we've entered into another $100,000 pledge from the proceeds from this event to Lee Memorial Hospital, the Galasano Children's Tower. So we kind of have this theme of, of supporting the kids' uh, medical needs here in our community. Six-figure donation, yes, a couple sir. of them, because yes. of uh, the turkey trot and all the people that get involved. Correct. That's yeah, amazing. we give. We we don't take. We have zero paid employees. Nobody get, makes a penny off of this. It all goes back to the community. We're all. I'm a volunteer, and yeah, we all are. What are some of the um, stories you hear from families or friends that just love this event? Well, that it's a great time. So many families here. So many people come down to visit their 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 parents or other family members here in Southwest Florida, and it's a great time for everybody to get together and come out and have you know start their day off with a morning run or walk or tot trot and there's three different four different events the one mile the tot trot so there's something for everybody in the family that they can do whether they're runners or walkers or you know fast slow it doesn't matter so it's a great way for them to come out and start their morning and then you know they get to go home and hopefully they're gonna have some dinner and and hopefully find the uh, lazy boy and and yeah. watch some uh, football this it, afternoon it's a great way to start 300 calories ahead exactly uh, I, I read recently that the average person intakes 7,000 calories on Thanksgiving so today I'm only going to have 6,700 calories because I'm already 300 calories ahead from running the turkey trot. Tom Murphy's our guest with the Fort Myers Track Club. Uh, what else does the Fort Myers Track Club do throughout the year? Well, we have the Hooters Half Marathon coming up in March. Um, that one benefits. Also, we're doing a $100,000 pledge from there to the Galasanos Children's Hospital. Wow. Um, we have uh, River Roots and Ruts, a half marathon, a trail half marathon out in Caloosahatchee in January. Um, that benefits some of the uh, natural resource environment uh, people um, to uh, help the, with the water system out there. We have uh, about 26 different events a year that we, that we take on. And for our listeners... Uh, from 99.3 ESPN Sports Radio in Fort Myers. If you want more information, it's fortmyerstrackclub.com. You are right, Adam. And we encourage uh, everybody listening coast to coast, if you have a 5K in your area, whether it's a holiday or not, usually proceeds do benefit charity. Get involved, get out, get healthy. Uh, your registration fee goes to cover uh, the cost of some uh, really great high-quality foundations in your area. So, Tom, we thank you for coming on board and uh, supporting uh, foundations and running. Are you a former runner, or what's, your, what's your passion? No, I, I still run. I love to run. I ran a marathon in March up in North Carolina, so I'll, me and the wife are going to West Palm Beach, and we're going to go run uh, eight beautiful miles tomorrow morning around the uh, inlet and the harbor over there. What's uh, your best war story from running? A high school state champion? What do you got? Four-minute yeah. miler? Give me something. No, nothing. I, I really didn't get into running until my 30s. Um, and, and, you know, 
just ran a bunch of road races and then wanted to start tackling marathons. So, you wow, know, I've run five marathons wow. and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, but it's your good. hips, your it. hips are okay. I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> My feet are good. I'm good. <laughs> Hi, this is Stephanie Webb, the head women's soccer coach at UT Tyler. We want to encourage you to go to our newest team member's Facebook page, Prayers for Emma, and help support little Emma in her fight against uh, Fanconia's anemia, which is a rare bone marrow disorder. And now back to the Adam Ritz Show. I'm Adam Ritz, and today we are at Susquehanna University, broadcasting in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> That's great. Lots of energy as we are here to celebrate the community service of all the student athletes here at Susquehanna University. And we have some representatives from the football team. Jim is with us and Pat. Hi, Jim. Hi. That was great. And uh, Pat, how are you? Hey. Hey, all right. We're done. We'll be back after this commercial break. No, uh, representatives to talk about uh, some of the work you guys do with uh, kids with pediatric cancer um, at a local hospital. What can you tell us about this initiative? Um, uh, it's at Geisinger Hospital. It's uh, Susquehanna's hospital. And um, uh, the football team especially um, works with the kids um, and, you know, just be their big brother and be there for them and have someone, you know, to look up to and talk to them. That's great. Now, we understand this initiative is just getting underway. Yeah. So uh, what is the thing, I guess, you're looking most forward to? When you walk in this room and you've got, you know, as a football player, you've got the 25-inch neck. And you, when you walk in, you're going to be like a celebrity to these kids. Yeah, it would just it would it would be real nice to um, see their smiling faces and uh, you know just be there for them. So. That's Jim and Pat. Let's bring you in to talk about what are you looking forward to most about this uh, initiative with uh, working with the kids at the hospital. Um, I just want to help out the kids who are going through a tough time. You know, be there for them, anything they need, read to them, do whatever they want to do, and help them out in any way we can. Well, it's inspirational to hear these stories because it makes the rest of us listening to this show want to get involved. So it's social awareness. It's getting involved with your community. And we want to thank uh, Pat and Jim and all the student athletes here at Susquehanna University for all of your community service. Give yourselves another round of applause. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.